Hello, people from around the world. This is the Infinite Ammo Syndicate's episodic discussion about Saints Row, the series. Uh, I am joined with uh, Retro Sheep. Say hello. Hello. How are you all doing? I'm pretty good. And I'm also joined by uh, Shadow. Yo, what's up? And I'm also joined with Antihero. What up, players? And uh, for those who listen to this podcast, uh, my name is Shotro. And to get this started, I'm going to start talking about the uh, Saints Row franchise and just ask everybody, how did you get started in this uh, series? So what, what are some of your fondest memories of the Saints Row franchise? Well, my, uh, my friend introduced me to Saints Row just before Saints Row 4 came out. I, I saw gameplay of them doing Saints Row 3. And I thought, yeah, that's pretty funny. I might as well. I might get the game. And the game, Saints Row 4, which is the only one I've had full playthrough with, as well as all the DLCs, I've had a little bit of a go of uh, Saints Row 3. Um, but that one is now on my top five games I've played in a while. So yeah, it's 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 definitely really I find it really really good. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> yeah. How, how did you get started with it, Shadow? Um. I had to remember very far back because I couldn't really tell actually, but as far as I know, um, I basically got into this game just at random because I thought this was kind of a GTA-like game, but I wasn't really aware of it that it was so humorous, so that was really a big mindfuck actually. Yeah, uh, when did you get started with it, the first one or the second one? Um, actually, I started with number three. Okay. Which I was, I, I, it's, it's kind of weird to start the series at number three, but for me, that was, I, I didn't feel like left out or anything. I could just get right into it and it was fun as hell. Yeah. And I think that was the big, big catch of three was they, they kind of had a blank slate to work on after two. But. Uh, oh, well, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Antihero, how about you? Well, I heard it. I heard about the first one. I just never got to play it because I didn't own the 360 at the time until I bought it like eight years ago. And then I saw Saints Row 2, and I'm like, I should check this out. And I fell in love with it. Like, it was totally different than I expected. I thought it'd be like a serious tone, like Grand Theft Auto esque thing. But it turned out to be fun. It had some comedy moments in there really fun stuff in that game yeah i i got started from the first game and uh back in like 2006 i think and that year was the year of falling through the floor in games uh i remember the the hitman blood money at the time i would play that until i got to a point where all i did is fall through the floor constantly there's like a couple other games that did that and i played the first one up until uh you you we're trying to save uh, Gat's girlfriend, Johnny Gat's girlfriend, Aisha. Uh, and then I fell through the floor. <laughs> oh, I remember those moments. <laughs> and it, it was on an auto save. And I hadn't seen oh, it for hours. Man. So my, my first experience with the series was uh, rage inducing. Um, and I, I never like went back to the first game, but it at least caught my, my, 
attention. You know, it, it made me want the series to, to do better. And so when the second one came out, uh, I picked that one up immediately. And that game, in my mind, ended up cementing the series as, as one of my favorite series to actually play on a regular basis. Uh, I picked up every single other one after that. But the second game, I, I just remember it being longer and more involved and with a, with a much bigger story that involved the characters and the character development. Uh, and so I think I have kind of a fondness for that game the most. Uh, but then, like, the third game came out, and they went just completely batshit crazy with the fantasy elements and all that stuff. And then the fourth game came around, and, of course, they went completely Matrix with that. So, yeah, I, I think it's just, you know, I, I'm kind of getting into the second question, but I, I guess uh, maybe Antihero should ask that. Okay. What is your favorite and least favorite game in the Saints Row franchise? Well, I, I think I was already answering that, so <laughs> let me just... Oh. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I I really like the second game. For some reason, it sticks in my mind as the game where Johnny Gat solidified himself as a badass, and the main character also solidified himself as, as the badass, which he wasn't in the first game. And so I, I just really like the character development and everything else like that, uh, you guys didn't play it, so uh, there's the death of Aisha, which is Johnny Cat's uh, Gat. I just said Johnny Cat's <laughs> Johnny Gat's girlfriend, and uh, it, that was such a huge moment for the series up to that point, which is only second game. But it kind of solidified the the reasoning and the rationale for why Johnny Gat just murders everybody for the most part. I guess he's like the Kratos of the series. <laughs> you don't know after Gat of the Hell, but uh, my least favorite, I think, I want to say the the first game, just because I never got through it, and uh, falling through the full floor was just absolutely rage-inducing. But I was kind of disappointed by the third game. Um, and I know this is going to be a controversial like thing to say, but it was just shorter. And I, I don't know, I don't, it just didn't have the character development of the second game. So I think the third game was kind of disappointing to me. Uh, uh, and I'll just stop there. But uh, I guess I'll return the question to you, Antihero. Like, what was your favorite and least favorite, you know, game in the series? Favorite one for me has to be the second one. Obviously, it's the first Saints Row game that I played. Had a lot of fun. After I beat it, I went 100% completed that game. And then years later, I come back to it and just get immersed, like, first time playing it, you know. Like you said, the characters... The, the fun stuff he had in there. It, I really liked it. And they, it, and he says, no, knows that they don't take themselves seriously, but they have, but they had like a balance to it, you know? Like he has some serious moments, like the death of Aisha or Carlos, to the more comedic stuff, like, like, like Pierce and the car singing. That, that was some funny shit. Yeah. But my least favorite, I have to go with three because. Not only that the game was shorter, but it just felt like bare bones to me. Like like the customization, I felt like it didn't offer much like the second one did. And there wasn't that much weapons. And it's just the, it's just the story was just all over the place. And it just felt like, like a freaking sex joke machine because that's all they were doing. Like sex jokes, this, sex jokes, that. And 
I did like the over the topness a bit, but it's just, it's just I just didn't like it because how how different it felt from the second one. Uh, how about you, Retro Sheep? Well, like I said, the only the only game I've played fully is the fourth one uh, so far, and um, yeah, I've I've completed it three times by now, um, like quite within the space of each other. I mean, like twice on PS3 when I got it, and then once on PS4, separate platinum platinum list. Uh, really get those platinums, but the. Um, yeah, it was it was just such a great experience. I don't know if because obviously the fourth one went absolute fool out batshit crazy. Um, if I might not enjoy the previous ones as much because I I feel like they they would have started low and worked their way up to as batshit crazy as they've got. And I really like that element of it. And I'm not too sure maybe if I go backwards four three two one. If it'll just uh, diminish each time, maybe you can. Uh, as someone who's played all four games, you could probably shed some light on that. Well, I mean, are you a Quentin Tarantino fan? I guess is the way someone put it to me. Um. Yeah, I do like quite a few of his films. Yeah. Yeah. So the second game was very, very influenced by Quentin Tarantino, uh, like Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, and stuff like that, in terms of. How, what they looked at to write the story, like the story elements and the humor. So I, I would put that as if you like Quentin Tarantino, it's worth checking out the second game. Cause I, I think it's the most ground. It's not grounded really, but it's, it's the most uh, like, I guess fully realized version of saints row in terms of the initial story that they're going off of. And it has the best character development. Like um, you get, you got the development of Pierce and, bunch of the other characters that show up later in the series and johnny gat um yeah i mean it, it's worth checking out just to see where the characters came from yeah yeah of course um i did consider doing it at some point maybe when if if i i imagine there's going to be another game coming at some point um whenever that's going to be but the uh, uh when when that one comes close to coming out i was thinking of possibly replaying through all of them uh just to see how it is for all of uh all of the games in, in a row in one continuous uh no break segment yeah the first one kind of drags on and the second one kind of does that too and i think that's why the third one kind of shortened up a bit but uh as long as you're having fun it you know it worked out some people didn't like it so I can't say that you're going to enjoy the second one thoroughly, but I, I liked it, and I think a lot of people who played it think it's the best in the series. So. But we'll we'll get to that later. Uh, Shadow, what, what's your favorite game, and what's your least favorite? Well, I I for me, it comes down to a choice between number three and number four, and I I do not count Agents of Mayhem because that would make it a way too easy choice for the worst one for me. <laughs> What what um, got out of hell? Okay, that that would also be fair, but I, <laughs> I'll I'll say from the main series. Let's put it that way. Um, even though four was tremendously fun, I think for me number three was more interesting because in four, because you have these crazy superpowers, and um, what you tend to do, at least I tended to do, is you jump around and you fly around, you know, all the time, and 
what you don't do that much in that game is do these these mundane things like driving around and walking around in the streets. And for me, that means you you experience much less of these random funny things that can happen on the yeah, streets, yeah. like people running over each other, just random gang violence on the street. And that's kind of yeah, it's kind of sad because you have these insane powers, the mundane actions that can bring such fun events really take a backseat in four. So I would say most favorite number three, least favorite number four. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that. That, that's a good point. I, I think they lost a lot when you didn't need to drive anymore. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> takes uh, like a complete, like an element away from the game, which is so sad because there's a much interesting stuff that can happen while driving there's much much, uh, lots of interesting cars and stuff like that but yeah why would you drive if you can just jump like five blocks like every second and just fly around it it doesn't make sense right yeah i i think it's very funny uh when it came out and duke nukem forever was coming out I, i think it was in the process of coming out uh I was asking myself, uh, who did that story better of aliens invading and (laughs) the president and all that stuff? And uh, I could say that in terms of that that kind of perspective, where it's a very similar storyline to uh, Duke Nukem Forever, where that's that's how I compared it, and that's where I hold uh, Saints Row Four in a higher regard, is because it just did it better, more insane than than Duke Nukem Forever at the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, number <laughs> number four is very funny. There's still these yeah, yeah. very funny events that can happen. There's this like um, random like matrix looking glitches with certain like pedestrians you meet if you actually walk through the streets. It in every other game you would consider these like bugs, but because you're in a matrix, you're like, oh yeah, that's like totally because I'm in a matrix. These people are glitching out. They don't have any heads or stuff like that. That's yeah. funny, but you don't <laughs> it that much. Or maybe there are bugs and it's just hit it very well. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, the first game had a huge number of bugs. And in fact, like, uh, you know, you go back and you try and play it, and it just, it's absurd the number of bugs in the first game. The second game had a lot of bugs too. And I think the third game was a little bit more polished, uh, if I remember correctly. And then four, they just were like, well, you know, this engine's kind of buggy in the first place. Let's just say, fuck it. It's all glitches. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, Shadow, hey, do you want to do the third question? All right. Um, considering that THQ Nordic, which we actually talked about like in one of the last podcasts, um, has acquired... Um, Cock Media assets, which includes Saints Row. And the question is, what direction should the future of the series go into? And I have to say, I'm pretty confident that it will, of course, there will be another game since um, other assets will continue development as normal, like Metro and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure they will hopefully release another game in the series. And I think even though I would be a fan of more crazy, I'm not quite sure they even can do like more crazy than four. Maybe they should go like a step back and try to be more serious, but in because they're trying to be more serious, if they put in like crazy stuff, it will be more effective, like to break up the seriousness. So maybe something like that. 
Uh, how about you, uh, Retro Sheep? Um, well, I'm a little bit on the on the opposite side. I, I absolutely love the crazy stuff. And I don't know, maybe I, I would like it to be equally as crazy, or if not, slightly more so, if if they possibly can. Purely because that was the that was what really drew me into it and the humor as well. Uh, I mean, the future has got to continue with this humorous stuff and not go take itself too seriously anymore. Uh, well, not take itself too seriously. Uh, you know, just try and keep going uh, forward in a more upwards crazy direction is my opinion, because that's really what drew me into the game and cemented it as one of the top five games of my uh, that I've played. Uh, how about you, Anna? Here? Yeah, um, I hope they, like, restart the series, how it was, like, in the first two. I mean, yeah, you can keep, like, the crazy stuff in there, but not, like, overdone, like, like balanced out, like, the second game. Yeah, I... I kind of will echo that sentiment. I, I really like the, the groundedness of the second and the mm -hmm. first game, uh, but I do like the crazy nonsense. And that's why I kind of like the, uh, uh, oh man, what, what, is, what is it called? The Professor Genki <laughs> challenges. Super ethical. <laughs> yeah, it, it just allows you to choose to go super crazy. Uh, but I, I wish... I don't know. I I want like a happy medium between the craziness of four and uh, like the solidness of two. Like I, I have no idea how they would accomplish that. <laughs> but well, have you guys played um, Watch Dogs Two? Just as a comparison, because I think Watch Dogs Two walks a an interesting line between memes and stupid references and trying to take itself kind of seriously. Yeah. No, I'm not no. saying it shouldn't be that, like, not crazy, but you know what I mean? Like, because I think there is an interesting balance in that game. Yeah, I, I kind of wish they would, they would kind of reboot the series because it's already taken it to the end of the world and out of hell and all that stuff. There's no way I, I of topping it from like the end of the world in the Matrix. Like they don't know what to do next. Or you the know, end of the universe. You, oh man, you're going to be uh, landing on different planets and interacting with alien races next. But that's just <laughs> the way I can see it going. <laughs> I mean, what what is that game that came out that um, uh, Prey? The the concept for the Prey Two will be the next <laughs> Six Row game. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, dude. Uh, so, like, uh, what what is your guys' favorite character from Saints Row uh, series? And just give a reason why, I guess. Uh, let me do Retro Sheep. Um, mine would be Kinsey. But Good I choice. just why it's it's Kenzie. This this I mean that would be like the perfect sidekick to have. She's like just perfect sidekicker that even like I know like you say get out of hell is unpop like like not good, but I I quite enjoyed it. I got to play as Kinsey. <laughs> 
So no, yeah, I don't think I said anything like negative about it. I haven't played it. Um, but you know, I, I think a lot of people kind of thought they had jumped the shark at that point. So, but I like Kinsey too. Uh, I don't know if she's my favorite character in the series, but yeah. Uh, how about you, Shadow? Well, considering I have a Johnny Gat statue right on the shelf behind me, um, I pretty much have to just say it's Johnny Gat. Even though Kinsey is very, very interesting. I have to, I have to be honest, uh, like a few years ago when I was a bit younger, this was like um, a very, very interesting character for me. So like, a, how would you say, like like a teenage crush, something like that. Oh yeah, she's like nerdy and, and funny. And yeah, that's totally the person you would, would want to have a crush on, right? Platonic love. Yeah, right. And But Johnny Gad is just so badass. So that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we are being joined by Kanso. Yes, good evening. Yeah. And uh, I guess I should do my plug uh, right now, my short intro. Yeah, sure. So I am Kanso from Italy with food. Good evening, everyone. Hey, Kanso. Thank you for joining us. Sub console. Let's just oh. jump into uh, who's your favorite character from the Saints Row series? The boss, because uh, he's the main character, and it's our that's the one we control and the one we make that at our uh, shape and resemblance. Any any specific reason as to why? Like beyond that. Mm. No, not really. But I don't really have any favorite character outside of the main character. Well, he's he's kind of solidified as a badass as well, who who kind of <laughs> raises Johnny Gat to the level that he's at. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Antihero, who's your favorite character? Johnny Gat. Because he... <laughs> he's, he's like... He's so badass, and you can see him like in the beginning that that he was just some punk gangster, but then he shows his badassery, but not to a full stand in the second one, and that's when he solidified himself as the badass of the group. The third in the third game, which it sucks that quote unquote he died, he he went out with a bang with the air, with the whole airplane thing. And in, and then finding out that he was coming back and forth, I'm like, holy shit! I'm definitely gonna go back to this game because I said, I'm, if Johnny Gas not coming back, I'm not getting four. But he did. But he did came back, so I just had to go back to it, see how he came back and survive. I, I thought there was like some sort of petition or something. So I, I can't remember, but a lot of people were angry about his death. I was angry too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I. Uh... Did I miss somebody? Did I miss Shadow? Uh, no, I, I did. I had to go. Okay, so I guess it's just me. I, I'm yeah. going to go with an unorthodox character, and I'll explain why, and it might upset some of you. <laughs> I'm going to go with Pierce. I can just sympathize with Pierce a lot more, and he's the guy who was always trying to come up with like a good plan that would have worked and would have been complicated and everything else like that. And uh, <laughs> Johnny Cat always like is screwing up his plans throughout two and i i believe going into three as well i just sympathize with pierce i thought he was a hilarious character that you know was 
you know, behind the scenes helping you all the way and always trying to do what's right. And you and Johnny Gat are always just like fucking with him the whole time. And that's, <laughs> I can just sympathize with Pierce. I really en- enjoyed him as a character in the series. He gets really shunned down in every situation. Yeah. But I just want to say that one of the reasons why is because uh, Johnny Gat is semi-incompetent and it shows throughout the series. <laughs> and Pierce is the only one pointing it out. So. I don't know. I like Johnny Gat, but he, you know, he does kind of get his girlfriend killed and a whole bunch of other stuff just, you know, because his plan is always just barreling in headfirst into any situation as opposed to planning it out. And so I I've, I've got to give it to Pierce. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> Could have been he's the, he's the brains. Well, Kenzie's the brains, isn't she? Yeah, now can't see, but at the time it was Pierce. Yeah, yeah, he was. All right, uh, Conso, you want to do the next question? All right, number five. Yeah. If I correct. So what is your favorite side mission or optional mission in the Saints Row franchise? This includes the Professor Genki challenges. Well, mine has to be, hands down, Septic Avenger. And in fact... I was uh, afraid I would have joined way too late to say it. Because I don't think there are any other games around that give you this kind of off the side mission. Yeah, I, you you said it. And uh, that, I think, was one of my favorite ones, too. So now I got to come up with something new. <laughs> so, and well, can, I, you, I, can you... Give a quick overview of what that mission entails. I don't know them all by name, I'm afraid. So, Basically, the idea was to uh, get on the back of the septic trunk, the septic truck, and uh, spray with shit everything to devalue property <laughs> and uh, damage uh, vehicles and people. Nice. You need to go up to the nice. statues and just completely cover them in shit and, and cover people in shit, too, so that they you know, knew it was Altor, I think. And just sully their name literally with shit. That is Let's paint the town brown. Yeah, it, it's one of my favorite suits. I gotta think of something else. Can somebody else uh, go? Um, for me, it has to be insurance fraud because oh, yeah. I just because I love seeing my main character ragdoll to different places, especially in three and four. Mostly for because of the superpowers, it makes it even more crazy. Like you can go to like the other side of town flying, and it's just fun to see. And that's the most fun I ever had with the side missions. Is the insurance fraud for me? Yeah, same here. And also, um, I think there was something in one of the burnout games. You had something similar where you just um, had levels where you just drive a, across uh, like a, a crossroads and try to um, like accumulate as much damage as you can. So these these yes. insurance fraud missions reminded me of that. And that's that's just a whole bunch of fun for me. But insurance fraud does it a lot better than burnout does. Yeah, that's true. Well, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Cars on the other side is ragdoll physics, so I'd say ragdoll physics have an advantage as far as comical stuff goes. 
Yeah, and definitely. you can add lines and uh, of dialogue while they're getting hit, rather than just the car. Definitely. Oh shit! Oh yes, also the oh sure the voice lines are a lot. The voice lines are funny on those two as well. Well, I think for for me, uh, I've I've got a couple. I I do like the uh, Professor Genki challenges purely for the 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 two commentators. I could just listen to them talking like all the time because uh, that's they're pretty damn funny. But I think one of the ones that got me laughing so hard was the one in four. I don't know the name. It's the one with the strip club. Um. Um, where your your character uh, has a sudden desire to start stripping, and you do the the um, not stripping the the pole dancing uh, mission, and you get I think it's with Pierce, I think uh, or he's on the he's on the uh, intercoms telling you how much he's scarred for life and everything. That one was quite funny. I was I was uh, in hysterics. I think when I was doing that one. I, I think it's me, right? <laughs> the only one yes. Have you thought on, on oh, something? Man. I've I've yeah. been thinking through it, and I'm I'm trying to think of something. And uh, you know, I I think all those were great missions. The the one that I really it's not really a side mission. I I really enjoyed the uh, the fall the the throwback to the 1950s in the fourth game. I thought that was the in yeah, the introduction. Yeah, the introduction. I thought David that was a great the Saints. Way Great oh, yeah. way to do it. I also, I then this is just something that I really like about the Saints Row series in particular is is the the start to four and two in particular are great uh, starts to the games, and they're not really side missions or anything like that. But it, it's just uh you know the the whole escape from Alcatraz and in the second game, and then the throwback to the nineteen fifties. There were both great ways to start a game, and I think that's was one of the things that really got me into, you know, all on board from the get go with these games was the their intro missions. They're not really side missions, so I'm not answering the question <laughs> correctly. But there's so many like uh, funny moments, and I guess you know the only other side mission I could think of is uh, the uh, the freckle bitches missions in the first game were always very funny. Because, <laughs> uh, it's it's every single time you do something or you go to celebrate, you go, have to go to Freckle Bitches, which is just basically Wendy's because they couldn't get the Wendy's to uh, agree to let them have their name shown in the game. <laughs> Actually, I think the entire series probably would have uh, you know been wiped out if everyone just understood that they all love Freckle Bitches <laughs> and got along. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh is anyone not answer ask the question? I don't think so. Uh, let me just Yeah, uh, I think it's me, is it? Oh okay. um uh in comparison to Grand Theft Auto, what were your thoughts when Saints Row started being more wacky with their open world gameplay event uh open world gameplay elements while GTA took more realistic approach with four. 
I'll go ahead and answer first because I think I've been going last a lot. Um, I went to Saints Row uh, even the first game just because I I wanted a less uh, serious approach to Grand Theft Auto because I I thought they just started taking themselves way too seriously. Um, what was it? The third game or yeah, I think it was the third 3D Saints uh, Grand Theft Auto. Sorry, I'm getting the series mixed up, but they. You, like having to go bowling and and doing all that other nonsense with uh, uh, with Nico Bellic just kind of dragged for me. I couldn't get into the games anymore. I, I wanted to just go around and screw around and blow crap up, and I think that's why I really liked um, uh, uh, Crackdown a whole lot because all you were doing is running around, blowing shit up, and and just going crazy. And after Crackdown, I just couldn't get back into Grand Theft Auto because it just took itself way too seriously. So I needed that like levity in the gameplay to to kind of you know keep my interest. Yeah, I think I was uh, almost the same. I I played uh, GTA Four, never got into it at all. Uh, it just the game just does not appeal to me that much. Uh, so when I actually like I said saw my uh, friend playing uh, Saints Row Three. And so it was quite like, well, from a first impression, quite like GTA, but funny and not serious at all. I was like, oh, this this might be interesting. So when I got four, man, got hooked to it, completely hooked. So I think that tonal shift between the two games is, is desperately needed uh, for me to be interested in it. And I'm perfectly happy with uh, Saints Row taking that approach to... Uh, that open world uh, gameplay there has. Yeah, and I think it, that was the problem with the, that people had with the first game was that they couldn't differentiate between the two. It just looked like a cheaper version of Grand Theft Auto. And I think that's why no one got in the series until after two. So, yeah. Shadow? Well, I think I, it, 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 I'm sounding like all of you guys as well. Um, I came off um, GTA 4, I think it was, um, and I also said that on the GTA podcast that Nick, Nico was my least favorite character in all of the GTA series, not because of himself, but he, because he was in the same game as Roman. And seriously, Roman and his constant need for stupid side activities really, really made this game a hell for me to play. And I, I was also looking for, yeah, GTA clones that were interesting and not as, like, stupid as as four was and i think i played like sleeping dogs and then i as i said i got into saints row the um saints row the third because i also thought it was a like a serious gta clone and i always had like a fable for like stupid references and stuff like that so this fit right into my alley and yeah i i absolutely loved it to be fair i never experienced um saints row without so much mayhem and stupidness so i can't really differentiate be between the like first two games and then number three and number four. Oh, it's there it's just not as apparent uh just watching it yeah <laughs> so it's up to me now i guess yeah mm, no uh the, the thing is i started the uh, later in the series i guess because uh, i just saw some footage of saints row 2 at a friend's house and then got into saints row 3 because 
was more uh, stupid, I guess, than uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Now, I enjoy both Grand Theft Auto 4 and uh, Saints Row 3. I enjoyed both of them. I really didn't mind the fact that uh, Saints Row 3 was uh, more uh, uh, wacky and funny compared to uh, Grand Theft Auto 4. But I think that from 4 onwards, they probably went a bit too far with uh, going overboard. They crossed the, they, we can say they crossed the line, maybe, on, uh, from uh, funny and uh, too much stupid, it's not funny. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I think they jumped the shark in the series and just kept going. But that's also funny, too. So, right. Before, <laughs> yeah, since Row 4 had its brilliant moments, I think, but it was not overall as enjoyable as the third. Probably because they recycled the map and uh, some other elements, but uh, I don't want to go into too much speculation. And play the Saints Row 2, and gotta say, I enjoyed it way more, probably because uh, it was not still that overboard, but still had some uh, uh, fun elements, more or less serious elements. Anta here? What do you think? Well, I... I played like the older Grand Theft Auto games and then I saw how 4 took the route of being realistic which for me sucked the fun out of it because I, I mean San Andreas has some fun moments too like over the top like you could use a jetpack and all that stuff and you can still do crazy stuff but like in 4 it's just there wasn't much crazy to do because they made it too realistic and the driving is too stiff and all that but when i when, when i play sense of the sense road especially too it reminded me how like the older grand theft auto titles were like you could do you can do crazy stuff and and i just have more fun with the sense row i mean i kind of like grand theft auto 4 but with sense row i had more fun to it and came back to that game as more often as i did so i just I just think that I, that they just get the balance on like Grand Theft Auto. That just they just went full seriousness on it. Uh, Shadow. Wait, I think I already was on that <laughs> question, wasn't I? <laughs> you did I? Uh, Retro sheep. How about... No, I think we've all done. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, we're wow. done. Okay, so I I think the the understanding is that you know most people just went to the series because the Grand Theft Auto 4 in particular kind of rounded themselves too much and and kind of put way too many mundane elements into it and just kind of drove people away. Everyone had like that that appetite for, you know, Saints Row at that point. And I, I think I said Grand Theft Auto 3, but I think Grand Theft Auto 3 started that for me a little bit. And then Grand Theft Auto 4 kind of cemented that idea in my uh, to myself. I, I I didn't get very far in Grand Theft Auto 4, I don't remember. Because uh, all I wanted to do is just go and blow shit up like I did in 3 and the previous games. So, I don't know. It just, you know, Saints Row was just there for me when I needed it. <laughs> I guess is how you could put it. Yeah, that's pretty much for me the same. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, who wants to field the next question? Retro? Yeah, sure. 
Um, who is your uh, who is your favorite celebrity camo uh, cameo in the series? Um, I looked try. I was looking at this question and trying to remember uh, what celebrity camos I actually re can remember from the series. Um, it's not something I paid too much attention to, but I would say the option for uh, voice customization to be Nolan North. Uh, was definitely something that stand, stood out for me in, in Saints Row 4 uh, when I played it. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go with that one. I haven't paid attention much to it either, and from the top of my head, I don't remember really anything memorable. So I will be skipping the quest, this question. All right, Shadow? Um, for me, there's two very distinctive ones. For one, I'm a big wrestling fan, so Rowdy Roddy Piper in Saints Row 4 was the absolute bomb for me. And the second one is a bit weird. It's I think it's uh, Neil Patrick Harris, who is like a voice actor for one of the characters. I think um, that one uh, druggy DJ, what was it called? I think vet Veteran Child, is that it? Veteran. Uh, yeah, Veteran uh, Child. Yeah. Yeah, the thing, because I, I'm i not a big fan of um, the How I Met Your Mother series, but somehow, for some reason, I once looked up what kind of series and movies and stuff Neil Patrick Harris was in, and it turns out he was in Saints Row and in one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Starship Troopers. So that's kind of fun for me to see where uh, that he is in that game as well. So, yeah. Plays an insane druggy really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> he was in the White Castle, so... Yeah. <laughs> Anna here? Yeah, for me, um, I have to go with Kid David. I mean, I, he's like one of my favorite actors. And it's, it is so funny how they make this gag about, oh, you just sound like Julius, because obviously Kid David voiced Julius in the first two. And it was just funny to hear... Him being like kind of how Julius wouldn't be if he was alive in a way, but yeah. but yeah, and I like the reference of they live with Roddy Piper, so I like that one as well. Yeah, I really like the fact that they made Keith David uh, the vice president in the fourth game. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> uh, he was he was Julius. I never was a fan of Julius as a character. I mean, yeah, he's the one who recruits the main character in the first game, but he kind of, yeah, he, he doesn't do a whole lot, really. He um, backstabs you, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah, he does, he does do that. Um, my, my favorite one was uh, Burt Reynolds uh, in the third game, mainly because you get the option between creating zombies or Burt Reynolds' golden gun. and. Uh, a lot of people, I think, went with the zombies, but if you got Burt Reynolds' gun, which is what I got the first time I played through it, it makes the game so easy, it's not even funny. All I remember is that it kills anything and everything in one shot. And uh, I, I don't know if it kills everything in one shot, but I remember being able to take out VTOLs in one or two shots with that weapon. And that's that's pretty crazy. And plus, it was Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Which, Burt yeah. fucking Reynolds? Yeah, I, I like the how much they, they revered him. <laughs> He's just the governor for no reason. 
Let's just throw Boom Rhinos, because why not? Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right. Uh, question number eight. Uh, how about Anna here? What's your favorite and least favorite weapon in Saints Row? Favorite weapon is the dual pistols because I'm a big John Woo fan. I always love those dual winning pistols, especially in 3 when it has the exploding bullets. It's so fun to juggle the dead bodies in the air. And my least favorite has to be the... Um, I don't really know, but... I'll have to go with the rapid shot pistols because... For me, it just takes longer to kill enemies. That's basically it. I think for me, I'd have to go with um, my least favorite being any of the normal weapons. I'm much more of a... a the, the, one of the things I absolutely loved when I played Saints Row was the completely wacky creative... Um, weapons that they had so some of my favorite include like the uh the dubstep gun has got to be one of my favorites um and i did quite like some of the guns in gas out of hell for the seven deadly sins uh the lo the love sh pump shotgun was pretty funny and uh the completely overpowered armchair uh was it armchair ageddon Oh yeah, uh, yes. it was just fantastic. Loved loved those kind of uh, weapons. So um, yes, for me, completely wacky weapons are brilliant, and the standard ones just never used because they're just boring. I think. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's pretty much the same. The normal weapons uh, became boring very very quickly, and hands down, the dubstep gun is the most funny thing in that game for me, and also. Um, it actually introduced me to like dubstep and electronic music because I never really listened to that in, in the past. I'm more like a metal rock kind of guy. But actually, since I used the dubstep gun in Saints Row 4, I actually lis also listened to dubstep and electronic music. So that's kind of funny, actually. I think one of the, the best things about the dubstep gun as well, as um, being hilarious, is the DLC for the Christmas, uh, the Christmas DLC. Purely because dubstep Christmas music is uh, it's just fucking oh, yeah. yes. absolutely brilliant. <laughs> also, you could uh, you could like change the song on the dubstep gun, so you had like yes. three or four different songs. Yes, that, that, if that you was had just DLC, so fun. You could get you could get stuff like polka. I remember, and then I don't remember what else. Even then, you could change the songs. Yeah, I... but um, no. You go first. You go first. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised nobody brought up the penetrator. That's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> I like using that weapon, even though it's weird, but still. It, it's weak. It doesn't do a lot, but you, you like, you slowly bludgeon someone to death. <laughs> Just using it in, like, stores and everything else like that. Uh, I remember that being a, a very funny experience in 3. I, I, don't I think... recall maybe maybe the it was in three or in four that it had that uh, no maybe it was in the fourth that you had that special weapon that you could use as an anal probe on uh, people oh, and then shoot them away yeah 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 it's four that would happen and then I remember right yeah I mean th that was also <laughs> 
it, it's it's kind of on my list of worst weapons, but it's my worst. Well, yes, it's very impractical. Fondly, <laughs> it's my my worst weapon on my list that I hold dearly to my heart. So I, I think my best weapon would have to be the katanas. I don't know uh, how much they were used uh, past the second game, but uh, the katana fights and everything were were I remember them fondly. I played it again, and it's very clunky and not not as good as I remember. But I remember how satisfying the katanas were in the second game. So I've, I've got to give it to the katanas just because, uh, like the scene where uh, Johnny Gat gets uh, stabbed and impaled by one, and all the sword fights against the uh, the Ronin in the second game were all some of my favorite parts of this series. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, as far as I go, my do, do, super, do superpowers count as weapons? By the way, because well, going uh, using the superpowers, it, it is very satisfying. You know, you freeze people, then you shatter them with your uh, super. Uh, uh, I don't know how, how is it called again. Uh, foot smash. You fly. Oh my! You lift people and throw them around and so on. That's fun. It makes you really feel uh, uh, powerful. But if I went with no regular weapons, aside from the that were drops by some special enemies like the grenade launcher or the minigun or so on, I'd probably go for the dual SMGs for with incendiary bullets and all the upgrades. Also because. In one of the games, you could also give them the uh, Thompson skin, the drum Thompson skin. And, well, I, I guess I, you can say that I have a fondness for uh, that weapon. Yeah, I I think uh, also, like, there was also just, you know, if you wanted the, the one weapon that I consider, like, the best in the entire series is probably just riding the VTOLs and just, like, leveling everything. Because as all you had to do is find one. Get in it and wipe out an entire city block in the third game. That was incredible. Yes, there, there was also mission related to it that you had to cause a certain amount of yeah. damage with the. Yeah, to fight all the tanks and stuff too, and and it just kind of, <laughs> it, like the third game. I I think I really you know believe that the third game was a little imbalanced at the end. Uh, so, uh, question nine. Uh, what's the funniest moment Thanks. you had? Um, oh, do you have anything else to add? No, no, nothing, nothing. It was just uh, coughing. Okay. Uh, so, uh, the funniest moment you had when discovering crazy things you could do with the character creator for the first time. Uh, I started just creating celebrities and also started running around in, in crazy dresses, but I think everyone did that in the second game. <laughs> and I, I think I got that out of my system pretty quickly. So in the third and the fourth game, I, I created fairly mundane characters. I don't remember having too much wild, crazy, wacky moments. I just remember in the second game, I realized you could just basically dress your character as anything you wanted. And so I went completely balls to the wall crazy, basically made a clown and a tutu with huge giant muscles. <laughs> it started running around through through the, the city, like just breaking into storefronts. <laughs> um, now, the... I have done, uh, because I'm a very boring person, 
because since row the third had the option to give the zombie voice i recall creating a zombie character with the with the decaying skin and uh, uh, gray eyes and all of that and it I, I haven't played it for a long amount of time, but it was fun to hear his dialogues going blah, 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 with the other characters replying to him as if they understood everything. Yeah, like Tasmanian Devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to say, back then, I was quite sheltered, and as I, like, am younger teenage boy i have to say the sex appeal slider i think it was called the sex appeal um that was i i i just sat there for five minutes laughing when i saw that that was just too funny for me as i said as a young teenager maybe that's more understandable but looking back that is uh And I know I was sitting there with a friend of mine and we were just trying around stupid stuff and that just blew our mind for some reason. I don't know why. Well, it's the first time it was in a game, I think. Uh, I don't really yeah. know how the game I think today it's more um, um, common. I think also like Conan Exiles did it in some other games as well where you just can choose these kind of things. But back then this was a new thing actually, which is kind of funny. Retro sheet. I um I I don't really like the the um character creators I'm afraid I just I I hate it uh, I like I think my hate for it came from the sims really uh when you when you try and create like myself and I uh, myself in there and I look just like a nothing like anything so i i really just never spend a lot of time on it on any game i think the closest i came to really doing anything character creative was just quickly changing some costumes occasionally some of the costumes are pretty good in in saints row and some of the outfits that you can uh, wear but i really did not have the patience to spend much time doing anything creative on it anti here I always made like my likeness into my characters, but uh, but I just got one day I just got bored. Um, especially in Saints Row Three and Four, how you can change that skin color and make it all crazy looking characters. I just wanted, like I made my character like like all red or like all green, and there's an option that you can make your schlong big or small, which cracked me up because I'm like. Why would you do this? Like, what's the point of the max sex appeal thing? And you, or especially when you wear like these furry costumes, <laughs> it's just crazy for me. I just, I'm. It's like when I'm so bored and I want to do something crazy, then I just do. I mess the faces a little bit, make it look creepy as hell. Yeah, I, I always thought it was funny when you when you completely tweak out a character and and make them yeah. absolutely look bizarre and everyone's like oh hey buddy what's up <laughs> especially in four when you're the president yeah the yeah. president walking around and you're all freaking tacky as hell <laughs> yeah I, I always bought like the craziest clothes i usually made the most mundane characters but then i always ended up over the course of the game dressing them <laughs> completely insane. <laughs> Okay, uh, Anna Hero, how about you take the next question? What 
What do you think of all the DLCs and expansions they released for the series? Um, for me, like the second one, I felt like it expanded a little more with the story. Like, especially the one with the Ultor when you actually, when Dex comes back, because I was wondering about him. And he's, and, I, and apparently he was working for Ultor and he changed his ways to clean the gangs. And in the third one, I was I was high for the dominatrix, but it obviously didn't happen because of THQ bankrupt, I think. And but I did like the the clone when they had Johnny Tag, because it's just the craziest thing. I felt like oh, Johnny Gat is in the is not in the game, so let's make it up with a freaking clone that looks like Johnny Gat as a brute. <laughs> it's just funny to me. And then the fourth one. Uh, they show the dominatrix. I like I like how they show like behind the scenes how they wanted it to go this way and how how you originally were gonna fight Paul. And I, I enjoyed it. it. It was decent. It gave you more time to play the game. Yeah, I I did not get any of the DLC, so <laughs> I have to skip on this one. <laughs> now, uh, I I played the Sensoro 2 on PC only, so you have no clue about the Sensoro 2 DLCs. But it looks like with Sensoro 3 and 4, sometimes they added uh, redundant stuff, I guess. You know, extra clothes. Parts that were, were not pretty much, that were, were pretty much useless about collecting them or got the uh, Game of the Year edition or whatever. As far as the campaign DLC, I don't remember much of them, but they really just gave you a few said missions. So I guess they were a good diversion, but nothing substantial. So for expansions, the Sensor 4 DLCs have some more uh, inter interest value because one of them entered the Dominatrix was basically what spawned Row 4. So it's interesting to look at it and see how it would have been instead. I think uh, for me, I I really liked uh, the Saints Row Four expansions. Um, Enter the Dominatrix was brilliant. Lovely to see uh, some uh, tropes of gaming being ripped to shreds uh, by in a comedic way, like the. Um, massive health bar of bosses that can be taken down in one hit love that um the christmas one i wasn't the big fan of but it gave us the christmas dubstep so <laughs> i absolutely love it uh and uh and i mean get out of hell i could play as my gal Kin kinsey so <laughs> What's more to love there? And I think for that DLC, the Get Out of Hell, in, in Saints Row 4, the glide mechanics were brilliant, but I think the flying mechanics, personally, I thought that, uh, in Get Out of Hell, they were much better than in Saints Row 4, and I much preferred uh, flying around hell um, than uh, gliding around the Matrix City in Saints Row 4. So, yeah, I think all the DLC that I have played for... Saints Row it has been just uh, great uh, in one way or another, yeah. 
Shadow? Yeah, I think for me, it's also um, Enter the Dominatrix is kind of funny. And I think in um, Sensor 3, there was one Gangsters in Space. That was also quite interesting. It's only like yeah, three think... missions. But... In space, the uh, post-game, the end in, in one of the two endings, the one way that where you let Bane escape. Yeah, it's also a mission. It's a mission and a DLC. It's two different things. Oh, it's just a mission and a DLC. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, I may yeah, have yeah. Uh, messed up. Yeah, I think the DLC has like three missions. It's, as far as I remember, that, it was quite funny. But yeah, Enter the Dominatrix is pretty much the funniest one for me. Yeah, I think I, I played the one in space where it kind of uh, preludes to the idea of what's going to happen in the fourth game, but I don't remember it very clearly. <laughs> played in a rush, I think. <laughs> and I want to add something real quick. Go ahead. Like, you know how Grand Theft Auto V came out? They were saying they made like this DLC pack called Gat 5. Which is oh, yeah. basically <laughs> like you can you can wear Gat's clothes or Aisha's clothes. I thought that was funny. I was like, did I just read that right? And I'm like, oh, it's Gat five, not GTA five. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty clever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you had any criticisms about the Saints Row franchise in terms of features uh, that need to be addressed or admitted, what would they be? I think I'd say, okay. I'd say go back to Saints Row 2. Saints Row 2 was uh, one of the greatest, I guess, the, one of my personal favorites at least. So see what the formula of Saints Row and uh, try to apply it to later games. You have the Deus Ex Machina that would let you like go back in time, destroyed, and all of that. So See what you can do. And because uh, Gut Out of Hell was a very underwhelming game overall. The Row franchise could be could get a better treatment, if you ask me. Hmm. Uh, to that, I, I would potentially say um, I really like the, the wacky nature of the game as it is. Um, I'd rather personally not go back the way. And to the Gut Out of Hell... I, I I I'm pretty sure it's more of a standalone DLC than a full-on game. Uh, so yes, it was rather than such. you know, it's if it were a full title that you're paying like uh, fifty pounds for, forty-five pounds, whatever it is nowadays. Uh, yeah, I'd probably be a bit underwhelmed. But no, as a standalone DLC, it's yeah, I think it's pretty good. Um, personally, what I think is pretty. Uh, bad for the saints row franchise is the ending of saints row 4 um they've kind of written themselves into a a shitty little corner that they're going to use some bullshit excuse to get out of and i i kind of wish they'd ended 4 in a way that would kind of have a reason to set up another game and not just oh well time travel and stuff yeah so I, that's my my only criticism of what I've played so far. And I, I think one of the things that I really enjoyed about the first two games uh, that kind of got left behind uh, over the series is building your gang. 
I, I know it was in three uh, quite a bit, but I really like that mechanic. I wish, you know, the next game, if they do do another one or reboot the, the, the franchise or something else along those lines, they would revisit that feature because I thought that was the coolest thing to be able to customize your games, uh, give them weapons, have them ride with you, go on missions with them. I wish that was fleshed out a bit more. I, I think that, you know, uh, in terms of why I like to the most is character development and, you know, how much uh, emphasis they put on, like, the street-level struggles of the characters actually made things more grounded and solid. And, uh, you know, it, it they, they spent a lot more time developing things in terms of the story behind the world and, you know, how things are working and, and you were building things from the ground up. And I like that feeling in the first and the second game. And, you know, it's also in the third game, but it, it's not as forward facing. I wish they would bring some of that stuff back and, and put a little bit more effort into it because uh, there's nothing better than actually creating your own gang members and then having them like jump in your car and help you uh, with your missions. So that that's just my my two cents on this matter. That shadow. Um, that's a, um, I, I have to say, I really like the craziness that four brought to the series, but still, I would like to see them turn it a little bit down in um, respect to the superpowers, because as I said at at the beginning, it makes a lot of the very fun GTA esque um, tasks like driving around, walking around, and con encountering random stuff on the streets. It makes these kind of like irrelevant, which is sad. So I would say if if they want to have these crazy superpowers in the game, you could do that easily with side missions. You know, they could do like some riff on like virtual reality and just have these these crazy superpowers in like virtual reality missions and stuff like that. You know. But I really love to drive around the streets and just experience stupid stuff. And if I can just jump over half the map, why would I drive around? So I, I would like to see them tone it down a little bit, in just in respect of the superpowers. What about, uh, just a thought that I had, what if um, they have the superpowers implemented into the game, uh, but as a god mode reward for completing the game? Oh yeah, totally. That actually sounds also yes. very, very nice to me. Yeah, I could get behind that because I would. Not like, sorry, I would not like to lose that. That was one of my favorite things about the game. Because if I wanted to just drive around, I would just go to, well, GTA or something like that. The driving game. the The idea of the superpowers was something that really drew me into the game uh, and uh, drew me into the characters. Because I I started it for Saints Row Four and it's the only one I've played, and so I don't know the story behind the characters, but the gameplay was fantastic. And and so then, although they do explain the characters, it was more the gameplay that brought me to the game, and I wouldn't want to lose that in future. Yeah, I, I thought of I an mean, idea. I mean, it would well. also be... It would be an incentive to complete the game and possibly have a new game plus, especially if you can do, like, other stuff that can be reached only with superpowers and etc., uh, etc. Et oh, yeah, totally. That's actually a good idea. Have, like, two playthroughs. One where you complete, like, a normal GTA-like mission, and then it gets even more batshit crazy, and you get the superpowers, and you can go apeshit. That would actually be very, very interesting. 
another thing that would work with with Saints Row if it was kind of more like a reboot was if Altor, you know, some other entity created like a drug that gave you superpowers. And so it would be like a consumable to get those superpowers that's time limited so that you could reach those places that you need to reach and do those things. And you could also just, you know, utilize it when you need to, or even give it to your gang members. That would be awesome to have like you and four other guys running through with superpowers, like jumping up the side of a building or something. But that's, that's all pie in the sky. <laughs> Does that not scream microtransactions? I oh, know God, that was no, hey, hey, no <laughs> man. Don't that, don't give them ideas. Don't. That that also was what I was about to get to. Is it's screaming for microtransactions, and you know I might be shooting myself in the foot there. Uh, <laughs> shit. All right, anti-hero. Well, my criticism is that they should just like like the new game plus, and you can able to replay missions. I mean, yeah, you you could do it in the first two games, but in three and four, it kind of disappointed me that you couldn't replay those missions. So you had to start a new playthrough and all that. But I wish they added that. Yeah, that's a good point. I really... Mm-hmm. I like in the third game, they basically, you know, just say, do what you want. But that's that's kind of boring. But the thing with the, the fourth game is they have introduced that, oh, time travel could be a thing. So... Why did they not implement that as a, oh, we have time travel. Go and play back your favorite missions. Yes, that could have been an intelligent way to implement. Or and, New Game Plus with all the stuff that you already accumulated. Yeah, and, I mean, like the... uh, Shadow? I mean, replayability would be very nice because also um, when you create a character, uh, depending on the voice actor you chose, there's like a whole bunch of different voice lines. So you might want to play it through several times with different like voice actors just to see how they react in certain situations. So a new game plus would actually be a very good idea for these kind of games. Anti here. And and also like add more like story to like the post story, like see if something happens. Yeah, it would and... be cool. If the new game plus was allowing you to play as different characters in the in the crew, that would be awesome. Or it'd be awesome to see like their perspective, like like doing that mission you main you were using your main character and then focus on someone else and then hear their different thoughts and stuff. That'd be nice. That's just crying out for a shorter game that <laughs> you can just repeat <laughs> in different ways. Yeah, but <laughs> like in the arcade days. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, imagine you could market it as a throwback to the golden age of gaming—a short game that repeats itself in uh, different waves. Yeah, you also have to put in a coin every time you want to play. Every time you die, microtransactions. <laughs> no, no, damn it! You need to pay for it. Download the newest DLC. You got game. You want to find out more about the background characters? You gotta pay now. Do you want to buy the ending to this game? Well, you got to replay it no. and pay money. <laughs> it will give you a sense of pride and accomplishment, though. Yeah, and and give them money. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm just going to read out the questions from here on out. Uh, 
what was your favorite and least favorite gameplay segment in the Saints Row franchise? And I think for me, uh, my favorite, I, I have so many favorites. I'm not sure if I could uh, narrow it down, but I have a lot of least favorites I could talk about. I think uh, my, one of my least favorites was when you're hunting down the college kids in the second game. I mean, I love the second game, but I, I remember this segment in particular was really, really bogged down where you had to go and find out uh, where, where the drugs were coming from and going from, you know, college party to college party. I remember that just dragging down. And then uh, I get, think the whole end of the third game seemed like a, a big slog to me for some reason because you were just finding Altor, uh, Altor and utilizing their vehicles and everything, and everything was just way too simple for me. Um, I, but I love so much other stuff about the whole series. It's it's really hard to pick a favorite. I think for for me, I'm 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 very 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 sorry. My least favorite section or uh, segment for gameplay is driving around. Like I I realized this actually when I when I played through Saints Row for a second time. And starting from the beginning with no powers at all, I was like, okay, when do I get my powers back? When do I get them? When do yeah. I get them? Well, Please give me my powers. In, in I want to fly. Game, <laughs> the, 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 the mission I was talking about, the, the whole driving around from college campus to college campus thing was just driving. There was nothing else going on. And just having driving by itself is, is absolutely boring as dirt. So, I mean, that's, that's I think, why they kind of didn't care if they overrode it with superpowers. Yeah, I mean, the driving in Saints Row 4 is not fun at the beginning. But, I mean, when they strip away your superpowers and you have to play the game with driving again, you've always got things like really good uh, commentary going on, like the singing with uh, to, to pop songs with um, Pierce yeah. in the cars. Oh, it's just oh, brilliant. Uh, sometimes we'd even drive around a bit more just so I finish the song. <laughs> I did too. I, I really miss those parts. Yeah. I totally forgot about it. It was one of my favorites. I should have brought that up. I completely yeah. blanked out on it. There's a good reason Pick Pierce too is my favorite character. Yeah. But I think in terms of um, favorite uh, gameplay segments, there's, there's a lot of... Um, great missions uh in it and i love playing the missions um i should say flying as well but i think the beginning of saints row 4 was um pretty awesome because it not only uh gave a a background of the game with no superpowers as well a small background of the game with no superpowers um but it also uh just set up both the serious story ish and the fact that they just don't take themselves seriously at all, especially jumping onto the rocket with uh, don't want to miss a thing and everyone's crying at the, and the, over the intercoms. <laughs> like, it was just brilliant. I was I was laughing when I saw it. I was like, yeah, this is definitely, definitely a game that I'm going to fall in love with. Yeah. Now, uh, as far as I am concerned, Probably go with the katana uh, boss fight in Saints Row 2 because, well, it's it's 
around uh, firearms. So doing a melee in uh, it is a bit more annoying. Our favorite, well, the games have uh, uh, many brilliant uh, segments. So I don't, I could, I can't really tell what would be my personal favorite. But maybe recall now that I remember from the top of my head the segment in Saints Row the Third where you hack into a machine against I think it was the what what was the uh, gang that was made of hackers. I know which one you mean, but I, I can't remember the name. But well. the Deckers. Yes. The Deckers, yes. You had to hack into the Deckers and you were into that reality. And, well, yeah. I remember it being... Uh... Oh, so I think you're cutting out. Oh, I'm further away. I'm, I'm talking closer to the microphone now. Is it better? Yeah, it's a little better. So I was saying... Uh, now uh, that my favorite because the game has uh, the games have many brilliant segments but one that I remember fondly was when you hack into the Decker's uh, uh, mainframe and you get teleported into the uh, Tron virtual reality level yeah, oh, is this course? It's, no, it's, uh, no, it it's, was in the three, three. Oh, it's in three. Yeah, no, I just remember that there is something similar in four as well. Uh, I was just confused. Sorry. No, wasn't there a big boss battle in there too? I I don't remember that in particular. I think there was something like that. I remember it being a good boss fight and a good, uh, interesting change of pace for three. Yeah, the the hacking sequence was one of my favorite moments as well, gameplay-wise, because there's so much like like techno babble nonsense and at one point i think you start off as a tank and at one to- point like um you turn into a toilet or something like that yes, because I remember of an error or something yeah it, that that i i like that segment it, it's so much nonsense and it, it yeah it's just a very good break from the normal pace of the game and least favorite, even though that's, that will sound very hypocritical, but everything that has to do with timed driving, like racing and stuff like that, I hate that. Driving around, just like crazy, stupid stunts and just driving around is fine, but when it comes to racing and being like on point and driving uh, driving in a certain time, that is something I just drives me up the wall. I just can't handle that stuff because every time... You know, I'm like ahead of the time. Then, they, oh, look, that that's the last quarter. And then I do some stupid mistake and I land in a, in a wall and then I have to start again. That's just, yeah, it's, that's a personal problem. <laughs> especially if it's toll gate to proceed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hate that in open world games. You got to race and race against somebody and you have to beat them and they cheat. <laughs> These bastards. Uh, who has an answer? Um, me. Um, my favorite segment is Saints Row 2 when you're finding, um, I think it's Mero, that's his name. With like the monster trucks. Yeah, I, I remember that uh, fondly. Oh man, I can't remember everything that happened there, but it, the killing his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, you kill his girlfriend because he killed Carlos. That, 
as much as he was messed up to me it was satisfying to do that <laughs> i'm not yeah. gonna lie well you, you don't really kill her you get him to beat you yeah and he's floating about it and then you reveal that she was in the trunk the whole time yeah that, oh he oh, kills yeah. okay he tricks him yeah yeah the slow clap with the shit-eating green of the main character yeah yeah that that's probably one of the most messed up things in the entire series but it was it was satisfying <laughs> and my least favorite segment is when um sonia like ruins the song when pierce and the main character was singing just because <laughs> it was it was a good gag for the sense of franchise and then senia just like fuck it i'm gonna sing and ruin this shit for y'all <laughs> It, it was funny, but I did not like that segment because it it just one of my favorite gags in the whole series. I I could appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, give your honest thoughts on the Saints Row storyline and describe what you like or dislike. Uh, I'm I'll go ahead and answer real quick, but uh, you know, I I really like the storyline of the beginning because it's about the the building of the Saints Row and. The second game, they kind of reset everything because a lot of people didn't play the first one and, and they actually do the story right. And then the third game kind of just builds on that and moves further in the right direction, but then they kind of like, they take it too far mm -hmm. <laughs> to try and fill up the game. And then the fourth game just completely goes completely overboard. And now they've written themselves in a corner. So, uh, you know, I appreciate them uh going giving it them all they're all in terms of like taking the series as far as they could go with it but i think they've kind of taken it as far as they could go with it so to make another game in the series they got to do something creative with the writing and the story yeah you know i like for that in uh, the first five minutes you like cure what is it world hunger or cancer depending on your choice that's kind of fun funny funny thing but yeah i think the story is a bit all over the place, especially in four. And as you said, they, they're in a weird spot right now. And I guess they could resolve it with time travel and stuff, but time travel is always very, very messy. And it leaves a lot of questions open, especially if you don't do it properly. Yeah, that Because they, they put themselves in a position where, well, they there's not really much sense in uh, uh, what's next. I guess they have to come up with something very creative to get out of it without feeling it forced. Yeah, I think, like I said before, uh, the fact they've written themselves into a corner is terrible, and I, I really wish they ended that game differently. Um, but the the only way they can pretty much redo it is uh if they pick one of the multiple endings of get out of hell where get gets god to re remake the earth and put everyone back on it but that's just uh, it's it's multiple endings again and you know when it comes to story i know they don't take themselves too seriously but it's always nice to know that there is a canon ending uh to it and but yeah, the, the 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 story yeah i mean the game doesn't take its storyline its storyline too seriously either so uh i mean 
I can't say anything too bad about it. I think it would be great if no they, about they that thing. Kind of reboot. God rebuilding uh, the earth. I hope nobody will be watching. Nobody from uh, the development team will be watching this because you might give them ideas. <laughs> it's a lazy way to do it. Yeah. Well, if they reboot the franchise and they keep it ambiguous and kind of reference each of those endings, I think that would be a great way to go about it. Like, don't make it like 100% canon, but just reference like Gat and the potential that this is all just, you know, this has all happened before or something like that as like a side mission or something would be kind of interesting just to make people who like to theorize about games give them as much ammo as they need. Well, what also would be an interesting, like, um, a concept would be, um, what about Saints Row, but in, like, parallel universes? And all these universes then play in, like, different timelines, you know, like, one, uni uh, and I mean, like, extremely different timelines. You could have, like, a medieval Saints Row and a prehistoric Saints Row, pirate Saints Row. You know, with multi multiple universes, you could throw in so much stupid stuff. And you could switch between them, like, at, at, at your will, basically. So that right. could be an interesting idea. Like Titanfall 2, that the traveling between different timelines, but with different dimensions. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Could you imagine, like, Saints Row in a medieval city or something like that? That would be stupid. But yeah, it, it could do some crazy Maybe with stuff. superpowers? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I was just thinking of, like, um, what For Far Cry did with, like, Far Cry Primal. You know, just going oh. completely somewhere else. I mean, it's not the best example, but if you have like multiple like universes you can switch between, that could be interesting. But you have to do it well, I guess. Yeah. I'm afraid they'd have to narrow the scope down mm -hmm. more. I guess so, yeah. The same area, but you can travel between various uh, uh, eras with the repercussion, with the changes in what, with having repercussion on the others. I like the idea of like a fourth wall breaking kind of, you know, that you are in like a dystopian apocalypse and then you're right before the event happened and you could switch between those and the Saints Row are responsible for, for whatever destroyed the world and basically just make a game that's kind of in between, you know, with the events of the fourth game where the world basically gets destroyed. I don't know. There's a lot of go, different things they can do. You go back in time to stop yourself. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And if you have a save of your previous Saints Row in your PlayStation, the main character gets taken from there, so it looks like your main character as well. Yeah, that'd be a Boy, good that idea. Would be, that would be very cool. <laughs> <laughs> that may be too smart. <laughs> Anyone have anything else to add? I think pretty much if whatever they make, uh, as long as it's... Uh, hilarious and the gameplay is crazy and uh it's a really fun game i'm going to be throwing my money at it anyway so yeah same johnny gat and feudal japan how about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> like an, uh, they could do like an assassin's creed spoof and stuff like that <laughs> yeah it's, it's right they did it with metal gear solid and uh, with uh, other popular games so i guess it might Massive. as well be possible with Romancy options in Mass Effect. In a, yeah. Uh, Central 4. Super the Mass Effect. That's where <laughs> yeah. it's going, though. 
I think they're going for outer space and alien races and stuff. I, I think that's for that's now. Now, yes. But I think uh, whatever game style, wh- whatever setting it is, I think the the idea of this kind of uh, Deadpool esque uh, approach to it, where you take gaming uh, as it stands and then go, well, what if we change it and take everything you know and uh, throw it back at you as, oh, this is cliche, this is cliche, Ooh, we'll make fun of this. Uh, yeah. That's that's pretty much where it sits, and it can do whatever it wants, uh, as I, long as it sits within that bounds. I am super, uh, I'm a super fan of the trope of, like, the missing sequel, where you basically just start off the game as if, like, a whole other game has happened in between. That would be hilarious, and they just reference all these wacky adventures that they went on as they like you know rebuild the timeline <laughs> oh that could be funny as well yeah you know you're playing a, a a normal saints row game but they keep going back to like you know remember the time we were on a pirate ship or <laughs> <laughs> and they release it as dlc oh totally oh no microtransactions you gotta get a pack that just shows well, that one I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh if game ever happens again to like a spoof microtransactions and loot boxes and all that kind of stuff oh that yeah they could good. totally put in some loot box nonsense just for the fun of it if if it's just part of the gameplay for different things like different outfits or something that would be fun yeah or, or just as a joke basically mission dedicated to gathering uh, loot boxes for for a certain character and the joke would be that they have to repeat always the same task all the time for uh, that character but some strange stuff happens that eventually uh, devolves into uh, something completely different yeah I, I think there's there's a lot of ammunition that they have to, to create a new storyline it's just really just want to see where they go with it Back to the drawing board. Hopefully, a little bit. I, I, I wish they, the, the ideas behind this series originally that they couldn't flesh out, they go back and they, they do flesh out. Because I, I think all those ideas were good ideas. The technology just wasn't there at the time. Yeah, totally. All right. Uh, so to close off this uh, podcast, would you recommend this series to someone who had no idea anything about it absolutely 100 yeah. percent. but play the seconds and the third for sure the others you can play them at your own pace and if you want to because well maybe also the fourth can be cons- can be in the uh, recommended to play sure the second and the third Watch watch the cinematics for the first game on YouTube, and then play the second game. But does it does it really matter? What what is the um, reason for recommending uh, the uh, second game for definite? Is it gameplay or is it to understand story? Gameplay, uh, gameplay, and character development. I mean, you, mm, you yes, you really get a, a bond with like Johnny Gad and Pierce and them because it feels the most complete overall. Yeah, and and it's the longest and most complete too. Hmm. Yeah, cuz I would say I mean 4 is 
incredibly different gameplay wise because even though you have the ability to play however you want who's not going to fly so um that to me it seems like four is not a jumping on point but more of a self-contained story where they adequately explain who the characters are not in depth you don't get the storyline really but it's a nice self-contained adventure so i I mean, I've recommended four to quite a number of people, and uh, they've they've enjoyed really, really thoroughly enjoyed it, and just just as a good bit of fun gameplay, uh, rather than being too invested in the story. Yeah, I, I I would probably echo that a little bit. Where you'd probably want to recommend two or four, um, probably a little bit more above three. If you played two, you could go to three and and. And so forth. I, I just think that I'm a little biased. I, I did not. Uh, I came out of three a little bit disappointed. Um, so you know, I, I'm I'm going to be biased that way. Well, I would recommend both number three and number four, but I would recommend them in the same way as I found the game. As in, um, I would not tell the people that the game was actually crazy and just let them figure it out by themselves. I think that's way more fun this way. Yeah, I, I think so too. Like the second game, you start out really legitimately serious, and then it just devolves from there. Um, so I, that's why I would suggest the second game maybe above three as well. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. I think a lot of people um, probably had the approach, even though I told them it was amazing and crazy and brilliant. Uh, they probably were like, "Yeah, sure, sure," because my previous recommendation was uh, No Man's Sky. Which turned out to be oh, terrible. God. Oh god! So you got there. When I said "Play Saints Row," it's amazing, and they were like, "Yeah, sure, uh, sure." <laughs> well, it's understandable. <laughs> Antihero. Yeah, um, I would recommend it, especially the two, three, and four, because for me, one like you, you have problems getting into it. But but it gets a little easier. But but if you want for the lore, like like Shotlo said, just watch the cutscenes or like the movie of Saints Row, and then just get into two and then so on. Yeah, I I, I think I I really like the the idea that you're building your gang and your hideout and and actually like you know choosing all that stuff for all your gang members and your minions that are following you around. And that was a great concept that I think in three they they still had, but in four they just completely abandoned. And I really like that idea. And you get the biggest like impact of that in the second game. So yeah, three would be would be fine too. Just basically ask somebody, did you like playing Grand Theft Auto with cheat codes on, or you know just screwing around as opposed to having to sit through all the main missions? Then you play Saints Row. That's what I tell them, like, hey, you want to play, like, a Grand Theft Auto S, but, like, really fun, try Sense Row, especially yeah. 2, 3, and 4. <laughs> All right, so I, I think we're going to wrap up now. Um, I, if I understand correctly, I'm just going to ask everybody, like, uh, you know, uh, to do any sort of plugs that they have or, you know, on where people can find you. And so I'll just go ahead and start with... Uh, uh, let's go with Kanto. 
Conso, I host Conso's video games perspectives on YouTube and occasionally write about video games, music or uh, shenanigans on vgperspectives.wordpress.com, my WordPress blog. In case you wanted to follow me on my by now dead Twitter profile, I am at VG Perspectives. Well, I use Twitter much anymore. <laughs> okay, Antihero? You can find me at Twitter at AHC3D. I just retweet likes. Don't say much there, but yeah, just give me a follow. Okay, uh, Retro Sheet? Did we lose him? Or are you muted? Yeah. Shay, I was talking in <laughs> C. I was talking and hitting the wrong key. <laughs> <laughs> I do that too. Yeah, it was stupid. Uh, so, no, you can find me uh, on YouTube and on my never actually alive in the first place Twitter at uh, RetroSheep08 for both. All right, thank you. Uh, Shadow? Well, you can find me on YouTube and on Twitter as Shadow1990CH. I do several Let's Play series on my channel, and I do a weekly VR series where I try out new and wacky VR games. Cool. And uh, I am Shotro. I've been the host for this episode, and uh, I don't have much of a presence right now on social media or anything else like that uh, for, for video games. I am in the process of building it. so. Next time you hear my voice, I may have a different tag name that I go off of so that I'm kind of bringing everything together. Just a quick disclaimer. I am Renegade Operative. I am the co-host of the Infinite Ammo Syndicate. We did this on such short notice, and I appreciate if people would hit the like button, subscribe, hit the bell notification, and you will get more updates about either the episodic discussion, uh, videos upcoming on my channel, etc. wherever you're watching this, whether it's the Infinite Ammo Syndicate or my Renegade Operative main account. Uh, this podcast felt like it ended so abruptly. No offense to any of the participants. I think they all did a fine job, actually. But it was strung together last minute, our last co-host, was unfortunately unable to participate in this podcast so i apologize we are showing you guys much love free entertainment hopefully you guys enjoyed the saints row podcast hopefully you guys found it informative leave a comment about your favorite moments about the saints row franchise and i will see you guys next time take care peace out and enjoy our videos and content i appreciate it once again thank you so much